Here's a sneak peek of this week's episode. We saw wild toucans, scarlet macaws, hummingbirds. I mean, we just saw a large variety of birds come in to that platform. So you'll definitely want to bring your camera with you because you're going to get some excellent bird shots. I'm Scott. And I'm Melissa. And we're the Sunshine Travelers. Our passion is travel and sharing our experiences with those who enjoy it as much as we do, or those who want to learn more about travel, or even those that just want to live vicariously through our travel stories. No matter where you fall along that journey, get ready to hear about our firsthand experiences as we visit some of the most interesting and amazing places on Earth. Today, we are going to visit one of our favorite locations in Central America, the country of Belize. Belize is one of those places that is rich with cultural heritage, but also packed with opportunities for adventure. We'll talk about where we stayed, what we did, and the friendly people of Belize, truly one of their greatest assets. So grab your passport, pack a bag, and let's make that short hop down to Belize. So Scott, we actually visited Belize as the pandemic was starting to slow down and travelers like ourselves were looking for somewhere to go that had a little adventure and a little relaxation. And I think Belize offers both, but we also really had a hard time. A lot of places were still not open to travelers or there were lots of requirements. And so Belize is somewhere that we found that we could go and We actually found some places that were relatively inexpensive because of the time period that it was as well. Yeah, and I would just add that once we got there, the people of Belize were so welcoming. They were so glad that we were there. They were appreciative of us, you know, choosing to come there and to spend our travel dollars with them. And I just couldn't think of a more welcoming country that we've ever been to before. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll share some stories in just a minute. Things that happened that I think we would have been terrified or very afraid in other places. It, that just it was just how how the people were, just very helpful and friendly and and stuff like that. So we had actually visited one of our other favorite places in November of 2020, going to Mexico, and so we just wanted something that was a little bit different, a new country for the year, like we talked about in our very first episode, creating a travel bucket list, because that's one of our travel goals. And Belize is not too far from the U.S. either, especially if you're on the East Coast, easy to get to. So you may be asking then, like, where is Belize? Have you heard of Belize? The only time that I had known people to travel to Belize was on mission trips. And so it's on the East Coast of Central America. It's bordered by Mexico to the north and then Guatemala to the west. So a little bit about Belize. It was originally inhabited by the Maya, so there are several Maya ruin sites that you can visit. And because Belize was a British colony, English is their primary language. Yes, and I we didn't really know anything about the country, so it was very interesting because as we as we traveled from the airport to the place that we stayed, they told us our driver told us a lot about about Belize, and you could tell, like you mentioned, the people being so friendly. You could tell that they're also very proud of their country as well. So let's talk a little bit about uh, like where we went first and where we stayed and and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I had wanted to go to the beach, but Melissa, you you wanted to add in the the rainforest into this visit as well. I really like to see as much of a place as we possibly can. So we didn't want to spread ourselves too thin. We had about nine days, if I remember correctly. And so I really did want to just spend a couple of days 
exploring. That's that's probably the two distinct things that you you go and see in Belize is the rainforest and the beach. So yes, I thankfully talked you into that. And I looked at several different places, but I ended up booking a place called Sweet Songs Jungle Lodge, actually through, surprise, surprise. Booking.com. Yeah, I found it on there and it just was a super great deal. I booked one of the tree houses because I thought that would be a really neat experience since we were going to the jungle. And it's just a small, authentic lodge. It offered a very personal experience. It was about 20 minutes from the town called San Ignacio. And so I actually messaged. So a lot of times when you book on booking, like they'll message you and ask you, you know, if you have any. I mean, it's just a great, it's usually just a great experience. It's the hotel directly using their platform. And so they were just asking me like, you know, do you need transportation? Here's what we also offer. So because, and I didn't know this going into it, because Sweet Songs Jungle Lodge is now, it was purchased by the Mui Uno Resort Group. It's a group of resorts in Belize. They offer like an all-inclusive type of a package. And so I was just messaged with them like, okay, how do we get there? Do we need to rent a car? Do we need to get a driver? But it is two hours from the Belize City Airport. And so, and then it's also like 20 minutes from the town. So they were like, well... I mean, it's kind of far to like go out to restaurants and, you know, the evening and eat and stuff like that. And so they, they told me, okay, so we offer this package. It's, you know, it includes all your food and your beverages and transportation to and from the airport. And so for the price that they were offering for it, it really was a great deal because like if you had somebody drive you from the airport two hours there and then two hours back, that, that itself would be very expensive. And so we talked about it and then also the proximity to the town and, not having, so it was just the tree house. Like it was like the room and the bathroom. So it wasn't having a place where you like, you could, you know, keep food or prepare food or anything like that. So we just decided to go with that, with that package. And it really ended up being a really great deal to do that. So we just added that on. But this wasn't the tree house that you built in your backyard when you were a kid. No, this wasn't the tree house. And they actually had a variety, I felt like of different types of like tree houses kind of nestled. So ours was like a round tree house. You did have to go up some steps, but it had like a platform in the trees. So you had windows basically all around. And of course they had like, you know, curtains and stuff you could close, but it was like, you know, the rounded shape. So where the bed was situated and then it had, uh, you know, a nice bathroom and stuff like that. So we really enjoyed the accommodations. I mean, it wasn't like super luxurious, but I mean, it was, it was very nice. And for what it was, I mean, you're in the jungle. And so it was very, very nice. Yeah, it it was very nice. You're right. It's not a luxury resort, but it was very nice accommodations. The bed was nice. The bedding was nice. The bathroom in it was nice. And so, uh, you know, this is one of those places I would recommend that anyone go and stay. Yeah. So it was also, so it was an eco-friendly lodge. We'll talk a little bit more in a minute about the Moo, you know, resorts and what they try to do for the environment, but it was definitely eco-friendly lodge. But I mean, you had, you had power and then you had hot water and you had, you had Wi-Fi too, I believe. Like you had all those kinds of amenities as well. But the the neatest thing is that the, the restaurant and the bar, all of that was outside on this platform, like this covered platform where then they had the birds, like they would have like food stations and stuff like that so that the birds would come. I mean, there was, we were in the rainforest, so there were tons of birds and and animals anyway, but so that they would come and the food there was over the top 
delicious. Like the drinks, like we went down there. We actually got there like right at the very end of lunchtime and they had really finished lunch, but they were so accommodating. We were like, oh, we just got here and, you know, we haven't had a chance to eat lunch. And so they were able to fix us something, but the drinks there were top notch that just like (laughs) set us off like for the rest of the trip too. And fresh, like, because they use the fresh juices and, and everything like that. So highly, highly love that. Recommended that. You were talking about the birds that they attracted in with the fresh fruit and stuff like that. We saw wild toucans, scarlet macaws, hummingbirds. I mean, we just saw a large variety of birds come in to that platform. So you'll definitely want to bring your camera with you because you're going to get some excellent bird shots. Oh, yeah, just the birds. And then they had the it was nice because they had the bird watching guides, too, that you could. They had just out there, and so you could grab one and try to figure out, you know, what it is that you were looking at. And um, so, yeah, just a fantastic place. I would, I would go back there and just, you know, spend time there, seeing the, seeing the birds there. And there were also the hammocks, like on our, like on our platform thing, were hammocks. But then some of the the treehouse type accommodations also had screened in porches that had hammocks and stuff too. So they had a variety of accommodations at some different price points as well. So let's talk about the activities because I did want to, you know, not just go there and stay there. So I talked to them about, okay, what kind of activities can you book? And I also was interested in trying to go to one of the Maya ruins as well. And so they were able to put together a package for us to where we would, well, he asked if we'd be interested in horseback riding. So because they did have a stables there and they had the horses. And so we actually did a package where we did horseback riding and then... We met with kind of one guide, right, who was local and told us all kinds of stuff. Like he knew all the plants in the woods and his family was there. And so that was just a really great experience. And then met us at another guide who then picked us up and took us to the Mayan ruins of, do you remember how to say it? Santa Tunich. Santa Tunich. And so he was fantastic too. So because there, you cannot go to the ruins. Like you can't just go by yourself. So you have to have a tour guide, which is really fantastic because if you just went and looked around, like you're not really going to know what you're seeing anyway. So then he picked us up and yeah, took us Maya through. ruins. Yeah. But I mean, you're just not going to understand like the significance of all, you know, all the different ceremonial type places. And, and that one was really interesting because you could climb up to different places on it. Um, sometimes a little scary because, you know, it's like you could you could definitely fall off. But he told us everything about those. So that was really great. And then took us to the town of Cayo and had lunch with us, which was great because when you do things like that, then you get to go to a place that they would go and sit down and have a meal with them. And of course, we typically like you buy the meal for the tour guide. But I mean, it wasn't a place that was expensive by all means, just a little family place. And so that was just a fantastic experience. And then we could have done the horseback riding back, but we opted to have him take us back because I think the horseback riding itself was like a couple of hours at least. Um, And on the horseback riding, we did stop by a place where they had like a camera telescope or not telescope, a it was a telescope. Oh, it was a telescope. Okay. Where you could see like this little place was positioned in such a way that you could see that temple just fabulously and they had taken pictures and he had little you know things to to sell and stuff like that so highly recommend that and again we just i worked with the people at the lodge to organize all that as well but they probably have similar tours on viator if you're not staying there so i'll take a look at that and just see what i can find because that whole experience that whole day was just a fantastic experience and we didn't do this but 
there are other tours that you can do in that area where you go and raft through some caves, some like under underground caves and things like that, and take zip lines, those type of activities if you're into those. We we just didn't do those on this trip. Yeah, we didn't spend a lot of time. I think we probably had maybe one whole day there. I don't even think two whole days. I think we got there, we spent one whole day and then spent part of the day and then went back. Just because, like I said, Scott was so gracious to let us go to the to the rainforest and to the jungle. And so we didn't spend a lot of time. But yes, that would be the other. They almost seemed a little disappointed that we were going to do the rafting through the, the caves because that's even a really popular thing that people do when they go from like a cruise ship too. And so Belize is a popular destination for cruise ship. And a lot of people do go up into that as like a day trip as well. So we'll definitely look for some different things that you could do, even if you're doing this as a day trip that I can find on Viator as well. And I was really surprised how much I enjoyed the rainforest and our stay at the Sweet Zone Jungle Lodge. I was really ready for, for some rest and relaxation at the beach. And, you know, since the pandemic had happened shortly after our trip to, to Europe, and we had spent so much time on that trip through Europe at the beach, I was really starting to miss it. But it found, But we, you know, we finally made our way there after a short flight from Belize City and went to Ambergris K. So, yeah, so we had the driver take us back to Belize City and there's a couple of ways that you can get there and you can either take a ferry, which takes, I think they said like an hour and a half, I think. It's definitely the more economical way to do it, but, or you can take the plane ride, which wasn't super expensive, but you just go right back into the Belize City airport and then they have just the small plane. So I think it was maybe eight people on the plane besides the pie, eight or 10, if I remember correctly. And so that was just a great way to be able to like see it from the air as well. And then just make it, um, you know, time friendly, I guess, yeah. for what you we You get were there doing, in 15 so. minutes or so on the plane and then you're ready to hit that vacation boat button. Yeah. So Yeah. But if small planes like that aren't for you, you can definitely take that ferry. So we had actually found a great deal on Ambergris Key at the Mahogany Bay Resort and Beach Club, which is owned, which is like a Hilton resort, but it's like little tiny houses. So some of them are like little studios and then some of them all the way up to like full houses. We actually spent part of a day going around and seeing some of the other things that you people can, you can purchase them and then rent them out, but all the way up to two and three bedrooms with like full kitchens and swimming pools and stuff like that. But we just rented one of the little small, um, little cottages, which was amazing. Yeah. So each room there at the Mahogany Bay, you know, it's a spacious suite and it reminds you a lot of a tropical home with like the wood ceilings. We also rented a golf cart so that we could get around on the island. There, There's not very many cars at all on the island, maybe a dozen or more. And I think most of those are taxis, um, but everybody else on the island gets around on golf cart. So we had rented one of those for our stay. And the place too. So it had like a common, like a common area where like you check in and they have a couple of restaurants, but I mean, it was beautifully decorated as well and a nice swimming pool. So that is open to the guests there. But we also, like Scott mentioned, we wanted to spend some time at the beach. And so because we had gotten such a good deal on like staying there, we decided that we would put in reservations to rent like the overwater little um, platform. Yeah, or- platform 
cabana type thing on the private beach that included. So then they had like a beach club and stuff too. So you did have to, from the resort, you did have to take a little small boat over to the private beach, which is they have built on just like a little, a little bay, I guess, but shallow, but very clear water, white sand. And there's lots of chairs. So you don't have to rent one of the the little bungalow or cabanas, but they have beach chairs. And then, like I said, the beach club and it has hammocks and stuff like that. But we just decided to do that. And you can rent those half day and full day. And we went ahead and reserved that when we we got there as well. Um, The other thing that we had not planned to do, but got to thinking about doing once we were there is taking an excursion to the Great Blue Hole. Now, Scott and I are not divers, but we do love to snorkel. And so you can take the trip either way. It's a hugely popular place for divers to go, but snorkelers can go as well. And so they had a, like a dive excursion type of a shop on property there at the resort. And so we just talked to them and thankfully they had some openings for the day. So I would say if you had, especially if you were a diver or if this was like why you were going, you would want to book this in advance. But we didn't really know, you know, what we wanted to plan to do. But since it was right there, I will also say that from Ambergris Key, it's a lot further. So a lot of people go from Placencia or Hopkins Bay or stay further south in Belize to do that, because I would say it was probably a two and a half, three hour boat ride, if not more. Yeah. And and fairly rough as well. But it was just something we were like, oh, they have the the availability for us to do this. And fantastic snorkeling so with the divers they go down in the in the center down into the great blue hole and we snorkeled the outside but just a fantastic and there were other people snorkeling as well and so that was kind of the story that i wanted to tell um, because they organized the tour but then they actually had to pay the the boat captain and stuff like that they wanted us to pay for it in cash and so of course we carried a lot of cash on this trip and um so we had to go to the ATM and I guess it was getting kind of, I don't know, it was getting kind of late. I think we had tried once, but didn't like tell our bank where we were traveling or had some issues. We may have told them. So that that's another thing. And I think we've mentioned this several times when you're traveling, make sure that you message the place where you bank or call them or whatever the process is and let them know that you're traveling. So anyway, we had some kind of where we couldn't get the money out. Well, the guy came and he was like, oh, well, I'm going to be getting off and I'll go with you. And so here I'm waiting in the golf cart and he goes into the ATM, like the little booth with Scott and anywhere else you would just be like, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen? Like he's getting this money out. And, but we had communicated with this guy like a lot to, you know, trying to set this up and make sure they had space and getting the waiver signed and stuff like that. But it was just like almost a little freaky, but I mean, it was fine. And that's where we go back to saying like the people there were just so friendly, but there for a minute, I was a little freaked out. So thankfully it all worked out. We were able to, you know, get organized with our bank and, and get it to where we could get the get the cash. And I'm sure what it was is like they were keeping a cut, but they needed to be able to pay the boat captain and and all that in in cash. So that was a great experience. I would definitely say if you even remotely, you know, like to snorkel or definitely if you're a diver, that would probably be like one of the reasons you would go to Belize. So the boat that we were on, like Melissa said, it had divers as well as people who were interested in snorkeling there. And so we talked to the people who did the dive. They said, you know, it's just a amazing diving experience however from things that we saw we saw so much more snorkeling around the rim of the great big blue hole or the great blue hole as it's called 
and than they did when they went down deep. I think they might have seen a reef shark, but you know, other than that, we saw so much more. Yeah, we did. We actually did see a lot. And what was neat about this trip? So we didn't just go there. So we did. We went there, and then we went to Half Moon K or Half Moon Key, where they actually had prepared us lunch as well. And then we stopped a couple of other places. So I, it was three or four places I think that we ended up snorkeling, and they ended up diving on the trip, and just had a fantastic time. And it was it was also neat because we got to actually meet and talk to several people. So I talked to a lady for a while who was actually staying where we were staying and she was doing like her dive recertifications. And so she was really talking to us about a lot of the travel, like travel hacks and points and miles and using the credit cards. And she had told us a lot about, you know, how they had been traveling. They were from the U.S., but had been traveling a lot using some of those techniques. And I think they actually stayed down there in Belize for a month as well. So immediate great tip that we had from her is she asked us, oh, have you done the food tour in town? And so, and we had not heard about that. And so she said, oh, you need to do that and gave us some information who to get in contact with or how to look it up. So the Belize food, San Pedro Belize food tour. So San Pedro is actually the town there, I guess I should say that on Ambergris key. And um, so it told us about that. So thankfully they had some spots. It was one of those things. I think last minute you could just kind of show up. Once I called them, you could just kind of show up. And so that was a great experience. I would say if you, if you can, when you go to these different destinations, try to do some kind of food experience, whether it be a cooking experience, we've done a couple of those in Mexico or a food tour like this, because basically, and these have popped up and gotten a lot more popular, but basically we went around to just different restaurants and we either had a drink or I think we had a drink and like a small bite. And she told us about the different restaurants and we got to meet the owners. So it was a great way to just have a a variety of things right there in San Pedro. Yeah, it was really, you know, it was good food first and foremost, uh, one of the restaurants we had actually gone to already, but, you know, others we found little maybe kind of hole-in-the-wall places mm-hmm. that, that you might not have stopped into otherwise. Another thing that people talked about on the island that we just had to go check out was the truck stop. This isn't a truck stop like where 18-wheelers come through and stop and get their gas. It was a boardwalk that went around in a big circle and on the outside of the boardwalk they had several different little containers that they had turned into you know basically food trucks and what was neat about it is they were they were different themes right so one of them had like uh, tacos and then pizza or pasta or asian food or just like a variety of different things people who had moved to belize you know families that had moved to belize that wanted to you know, bring in their cultural food, that type of thing. And so it had a place where that they could, they could do that. And then it just had like a central bar area where then you could go get drinks and open up a tab and stuff like that. So it just made a great atmosphere, live music and yard games and plenty of places for people to sit. So outdoor, outdoor games, I guess you would say like all kinds of stuff. And what was cornhole and stuff like that. Yeah. And what was interesting about that is a couple that we had actually met on the food tour and had talked to a lot that were in the process of buying some property down there. We actually ran into them then at the at the truck stop. So that was really neat. One of our most memorable stories about this trip was actually as we were getting ready to leave Ambergris Key and 
we were taking the plane back to uh, Belize City. You know, it's a little small airport. There's no security there on the airport, maybe other than a guard standing around. But you just walk in, the taxi driver drops you off, you walk into the airport, and there's a couple of desks there with people. And so we went and got our boarding pass, which was like a laminated card that they gave you. You know, you had a time window to be there. But what they would do is as they got people inside the terminal, then they would decide how many they wanted to put on each plane. And so, like, I think even at one time they came and swapped cards with us. Like, instead of being on one, you know, the red plane, we're going to be on the gold plane or something like that. But as we were sitting there, I realized I didn't have my phone and I couldn't find my phone anymore. And so Melissa pulls out her phone and then you know, starts tracking it with the find my phone. And we could see that it's actually circling the airport. I had accidentally left it in the taxi cab. And so, you know, we needed to try to get a hold of this taxi. And since there's only a few taxis on the island, we thought there was probably a good chance they might know the driver. So we went and, you know, told the, uh, the person at the gate what was going on. And she called the manager over and he says, Let's go across the runway and cut him off and see if we can stop him before he goes all the way around the airport. And so literally he takes me out and we go running across the runway and there's a gate on the other side of the runway and we go out. Well, the, you know, I've got Melissa's phone now and I'm trying to track where my phone's going and I see it had stopped and it starts going back the other direction. And so we head back into the airport across the runway again and uh, when I got back, Melissa had my phone. But Melissa, you want to tell the story of what happened? Yeah, well, I think I had actually, before you took it, I had actually pinged it, right? So like the make, for it to make the pinging sound. And so I'm standing there kind of in the entranceway and the taxi driver comes running it. He comes running back in, like holding the phone saying, it's making a noise. It's making a noise. And so I was like, oh, thank you so much. And, you know, for bringing it back and. So he had thankfully heard heard that and, yeah, swung back around and, and brought it to us. And then I called Scott and was like, okay, come on back. He brought it to us. But just, an, again, another story of just like he was so friendly and so accommodating to, okay, let me turn around and get them their phone back. and Nowhere else in the world are they going to take you to go out across the runway like that to try to track down a taxi. Yeah, no, I think that's always an interesting story. You're like, okay, I've been across, you know, I've walked across the run one runway and been across the runway. That was really, that was neat yeah. um, as well. So, and I think over time, you're going to hear many stories of me and cell phones and just great customer service in retrieving those. Yes. We'll have to add that to a future episode, your experience with your phone this week. So we, we really only got a small sample of the places that you can visit in Belize. So like I mentioned, we went for a little over a week and split our time just so that we would have plenty of time for relaxation as well. So we got a taste of the rainforest, of course, the Great Blue Hole and the Half Moon Key that we did on that trip, that day trip, and then the Ambergris Key. So I want to talk about a few other places that you should consider and other things that you can do as well. So like I mentioned, if we had one more day in the rainforest, we would have definitely done, or I would have done one of the the cave tubing tours. Hopefully talks got into that because I think they were really disappointed that we weren't going to do that. And then when trying to decide where we would go, we also looked at some of the other places that are popular, Placencia, Hopkins Bay. 
those are two of the places that people like to stay when they visit the Great Blue Hole because it's not quite as far of a boat ride and just a lot of the, the diving and stuff like that. And the I believe it's pronounced Lemonyai Meyer Ruins. And I had actually looked at that in the Lemonyai Outpost Lodge. It's about halfway between Belize City and where we actually went. And you travel up the river to get there. So that was going to take a little bit more time. So, but that looks like a neat place. And those ruins are highly, highly rated. And then also the Copal Tree Lodge, which is also another Muina resort at the very south of Belize. Um, our podcast guest, Kathy, talked about that. They were planning a trip there. She talked about that in episode 10 when we talked to her about going to Antarctica. So that's just a few places that you might want to consider when you're planning your trip as well. So we definitely want to go back and explore more. And so we really enjoyed both places that we stayed. So we highly recommend Mahogany Bay Resort on Ambergris Key. And then also any of the Mu'e'ino Resorts. So Sweet Songs Jungle Lodge, I believe, had just become a part of that group when we stayed there. So there are 10 of those resorts throughout Belize. And so I'm going to link that in the show notes. I really think that you should consider, at least for part of your stay, the food. They really have like a farm-to-table experience with the food, the beverages, fresh juices. Highly recommend their resorts. And they also focus on responsible travel experiences, preserving the beauty of Belize through philanthropy and project sustainability. It says on their website, creating wow experiences. And I would definitely say that just our customer service there, our food and beverage, our accommodations there were definitely that. Culture, innovation, and just trying to conserve and have a low impact on the on the world. So I would definitely recommend checking out one of those. And again, I'll put the link to that to those as well. So in every destination episode, we ask Melissa to give us a packing list. What do we need to pack for the split itinerary to Belize? So again, as we talk about a lot, packing light, just because we did have that, um, you know, that little small plane trip. But even if you were going to take the ferry, you wouldn't want to carry a lot on. And one other thing I wanted to mention about that plane trip was that when you're getting on, it's like you have an assigned seat either. When you're getting on, they're looking at the passengers and, and balance and the weight and stuff too. And, you know, it is only 15 minutes. So, you know, balancing that and taking a look at the luggage. So basically what we took though, lightweight clothing for the rainforest, like Scott mentioned, it actually seemed hotter up there. I typically usually pack a pair of leggings or lightweight, like hiking type pants or something like that for the plane ride. So I was definitely glad I had brought those along for the horseback ride, having something to cover my legs, but then was comfortable to walk around those ruins as well. And then I just wore like a lightweight shirt. So lightweight t-shirts or tank tops or that kind of thing. You definitely want some sturdy shoes that can be used for hiking and walking up there or hiking boots. You definitely want camera, video camera camera, telephoto lenses, if you like to photograph birds and stuff like that as well. And then for the beach, you definitely want your bathing suits, water shoes, if you're going to snorkel. A couple of places where we walked in were a little rough. Of course, we, we came, we jumped out of the boat at the Great Blue Hole, but when we were on half moon, we had to walk in a little bit and it was a little bit rocky. So some water shoes would be handy, but they did have all the snorkel gear. I would say probably now though, we probably would have taken, I don't think we took our own. Oh yeah. Because we didn't plan to do that. That's right. But I think now we would probably take our full face mask that we, that we like along just makes it nice, but they, they provided all the gear and then just shorts, lightweight clothing, 
sundress if you want to, to dress for dinner, but everything was super casual there in San Pedro, just some walking shoes or sandals that you can walk in reef safe sunscreen for sure. And also would recommend a hat, but packing light is, is definitely the key in rewearing. Well, I finally got my passport back in the mail this week. These memories are getting me ready to hit the trails again. When we left Belize, we talked about how we could see ourselves living there full time. We have friends that have lived there and we're going to have to have them on another episode sometime to tell us of all the things that we've missed. If you have recommendations for what to do, where to eat, or where to stay in Belize, drop us a note or leave us a comment. We are always inspired by your stories and memories. Our bucket list is growing by the day and that is because of you. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll find some inspiration to help you with your travel journeys. Please consider going on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. The more five-star reviews we have, the more likely we are to be featured and discovered by others. And be sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast to be notified of new episodes as they are released. And you can also find us on Instagram as Sunshine Travelers Podcast, and that's Travelers with one L. And most importantly, share it with your friends and help them catch the travel bug. You never know, they may become your greatest travel companion.